Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome, I'm LaChelle and you're listening to a day of prayer this morning Bible study. Before we get in the where we should just take this opportunity to pray and invite the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for being in our midst every day, Lord, and just sending your Holy Spirit to guide us and move us and to position us as you want it, Lord, so that way we can go about doing your will, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for making it a blessing to follow you, Lord, and making it where there are both challenges and there are times where it's easy, Lord, so that way we can learn how to both have endurance, Lord, and can enjoy it. Endurance, Lord, and can enjoy it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our Bible study. And right now, as we continue our study in Romans, we're still in chapter 6. And this morning, we're going to cover verses 14 through 23. Yes, we've already read 14 in previous episodes, but um, we are going to begin there. And then continue with the next thought that Paul writes about in this chapter. All right? So can I get a volunteer to read verses uh, in Romans 6 from verses 14 through 23, please? I will. All right, promise. Um, 14. Sorry. One second, I just find it. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? Certainly not. Do you, do you not know that to whom you, pres- you present yourselves slaves to obey? You are that one slaves whom you obey, whether in sin leading to death, or, in, or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that Though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that f- that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. We- yes, for just as you present your members as slaves of uncleanly, unclean, uncleanness, wait, uncleanness. And lawlessness, leading to be more lawless, law, to more lawlessness, still not present your members as slaves of righteous for holies, holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness, and in the end, everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. <coughs> All right, so I want to open the floor up to each of you, right, to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and, of course, to ask any questions that you have. All right? Yes. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. I found verse 14 interesting where it says, for, since, for sin shall not have dominion over you, but you are not, for you are not under law, but under grace. In verse 15, 
What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. In verse 14, I think Paul is both stating that we are no longer condemned by the law, though we shouldn't go purposely living wild and being unruly, but he's saying that like the Pharisees, they try to put the Lord in a box saying, Lord, since you've already said these laws, you can't say anything more. This is all I'm going to do. And Paul is saying that because the Lord is ever moving and speaking, we're not just held to just what the law says. We can continue to go about and doing what the Lord tells us to do in the moment. Like because there are some times that uh, Jesus was told to eat with the Gentiles and other times he was told not to or he wasn't allowed to. Like when he went to go eat with Matthew and all the people because they said, why do you eat well, with Gentiles? Hold on, hold on. Because Paul, excuse me, Paul. Matthew was not a Gentile. He was a Jew. He was a tax collector. And at the time, the Jews looked upon tax collectors as the worst sinners. So Jesus didn't eat with the Gentiles, right? No, that would put him outside of the will of the Lord. And I said, I'm not condemning you. Just let's understand, right? Yes. He, Jesus was sent to, and we covered this, I want to say the previous podcast, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So that's where he went, right? Yes. Now, Peter, the Apostle Peter, was also sent to the Gentiles, right? Yes. Paul, who who's one of the epistles that we're reading right now, was also sent to the Gentiles. And in this epistle, he's writing to Romans in Rome, right? Yes. So, so just for, for clarity, all right, so we're all on the same page. We all have... Un, you know, accurate understanding. All right? Yes. Okay. So, you want to listen to the Holy Spirit, refine your thought, and and accurately articulate what he's saying. So, the Lord is basically saying that Jesus told him what to, that what Jesus did was what the Holy Spirit told him to do in the moment. He didn't try to say, no, Lord, this is what you told me last time, so this is all I'm ever going to do. But he was willing to move as the Lord wanted him to move. And that's what Paul is saying here. But he's also saying, do not cast off all restraint and go willy-nilly. But he's saying that you should both have some... You There's certain things that you know are clearly sinful, and you should not do that. And there's some things that you have to listen to the Lord and do as he tells you in the moment. So Paul is saying that because we have grace, we're not held inside this box. We have some freedoms, but we should live like live as the Lord wants us to live. Hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. Anyone else? Christine, if you're gonna go, you can go. Go ahead, I promise. So the Lord is talking to me about verse 16 where it says, Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are the ones slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness? And how the Lord, the Lord is showing me that how, how, how it is inside of 
This builds your own, it's not. The devil takes you captive it, and you can't do anything to escape that. It's like a servant. With the dentured servants, they got to choose to leave or they got to choose to stay. And how some of the people stayed and they believe they got the Israelites put earrings on their ears. An earring on their ear, I believe. But I'm not sure about that one. And how well, it's like it's like that with sin. You can choose to stay and go into righteousness, or you can really just choose to wait. Sorry, you can choose to leave and be with the Lord, not like die like that, but become a Christian. And when you leave the earth, go into heaven, or you can, or you can choose to stay and say. No, I think this is better. So, explain, sir. So, in the Bible, I believe during Jubilee, they gave the servants they they got two options: one, they could leave from being a servant, or they could stay. And when they stayed, they got an earring put in their ear, I believe. But I'm not sure about that one. It's pierced. So yes, they. They chose that, right? There were yes. markings, right, that that were there to identify that they were a bond servant. So, so yes, that I don't know if it was just in Jubilee, in the year of Jubilee, or not, right? Because there were other things involved with that. But um, let's not take away from the main point, which is what of the main thing you're trying to say, or that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. That you can choose whomever you put your put your body into as instruments, that's who your master is. Hmm. Okay. And how it's also important for people to understand how even if you say, Oh, this guy's my mas this guy's my master who whoever you present your body to, that's your actual master. Hmm. It then the Lord brought me to verses hmm. 20 where it says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard of righteousness. What fruit, what fruit did you have then the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness in the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the Lord is telling me that with the difference between sin and righteousness is where sin is slavery and you're put inside bondage. Whereas in righteousness, you're more so like a servant. Yeah, there's, there's truth in that, right? And Paul makes that statement very plain in many of his epistles, right? Yes. He says he is a bondservant of Christ, right? 
Yes. That's a, a thing that Paul says quite frequently. And uh, I have to look it up. But there are especially one particular scripture where he says, you cannot be a bondservant of Christ, but look to please man. If you're looking to please man, you cannot be a bondservant of Christ, right? Yes. yes. It's an impossibility because you cannot serve both man and God or God and man. Right? And yes, Jesus yes. made that very plain. You can't serve two masters. You'll love one and you'll hate the other. Right? But then let's also look at how it applies to our life. Right? Because Paul writes about this in multiple places, but we'll look at Galatians 6. Right? Yes. So turn there, please. And it's verses 7 through 10 we'll look at. Because this is something that's covered in here, and both of you have have brought this this point up and while addressing it in different ways, right? Where someone sows, they'll reap, right? So it says in Galatians 6, verses 7 through 10, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the fresh flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And then we're encouraged. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So, here's, here's the, the reality of that, and what one of the things Paul is also addressing here, right? As it pertains to sin. What, where we sow, we will reap, right? So, if we keep sinning, as you pointed out, both of you, it puts us in bondage. It's not the Lord putting us on bondage. It's us allowing sin to have rule or dominion over us, right? Again, back to what was said in Genesis 4 to Cain. Sin's desire is to have you, but we should rule over it. However, if we keep sowing into our flesh, right? Which we already know from Scripture, the flesh is at enmity, is at war, it is an enemy against God. Right? Yes. So if we keep sowing to that, and we just read in Galatians, we're going to reap corruption and every evil thing. Right? Because that's what yes. we've sown to. But if we reap, or sorry, sow in the Spirit, and how do we do that? That's, as you pointed out, sir, listening to the Lord, letting Him guide you, lead you, Right? which also goes to scripture, those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Yes? Yes. Yes. Sowing in the Spirit is how we reap, well, ultimately righteousness and holiness, right? Yes. Yes. But that comes from where? First, our love for the Lord. 
our love for God with all our mind, heart, body, soul, and strength. And as a result of that, that love that we have for the Lord, which is, I'll say, to phrase it in a very simplistic way, returning the love or reciprocating the love to the Lord that he first gave us, that he gave to us while we were sinners. And as a result of that, right, reciprocating that love, our desire then should want to be pleasing. And how do we be, how are we pleasing to the Lord? We are obedient to what he is leading us, what he is speaking to us. And, and I love that you brought that up, sir, Charles, about it's not just about what the Lord spoke to the fathers, right? He's speaking to us today through his Holy Spirit, the same as he spoke to Christ. And I think it's really articulated in verse 17. But God be thanked through whom you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered, right? Which ultimately is the law. All right, we've covered this in previous podcasts, right? But the law only made us aware of the sin that we were doing. Right? Yes. It, whether you were Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile, right? It made us aware of the sin that we were doing. Our salvation was received through Christ and his atonement on the cross, the shedding of his blood to cover us and wash us white as snow, redeeming us from the curse of sin and death. Everybody tracking? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody understand? Yes. Okay. Um, which is verse 18, right? And you have been set free from sins. You became slaves to righteousness, right? Which is exactly what Paul describes. I am a bondservant of Christ. In other words, back to what you were saying, promise. He chose, right? And we say this all the time here in this ministry, right? We have a choice. We can choose to be obedient to the Lord, to follow him fully. Mind, heart, body, soul, strength, every area and aspect of our lives, right? Whichever way you want to phrase that. Or we are then choosing to be in opposition. But Paul writes, I am a bondservant of Christ. It doesn't matter what anyone else says or does. I am following the Lord. I have an inherent responsibility to follow the Lord fully for me. I cannot have a relationship with the Lord through you or anyone else. And if you go all the way back to Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness, that was what the Lord desired. A personal, deep, and intimate relationship with each and every one of them. But the people chose to have Moses as a spokesperson. To send Moses. Moses, you go, you go talk to the Lord and you get the word. We'll die. And, and there was truth to that. Right? Mm-hmm. They would die. Why? Because of the sin. Because they had chosen these other things that were in, in the of the flesh. Which is why, and, and I'll say it in this way. It was reflected by the words that they spoke, right? Mm-hmm. And, and no, I don't mean the, the ones of praising the Lord, right? Because the Lord said very plainly, these people's lips 
say one thing, but their heart is far from me. Right? Yes. Okay. So let's reflect on that in our own lives. Our sin is what separates us. And no, the Lord cannot be around sin, which is why we have to bring our, our sin, I'll say, to him. Lay it down at his feet. Repent for the thing or things we have done against our Lord and Savior. And he is ready and willing to forgive. And take that sin and cast it, throw it, in the sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't hold it over you. So if there is anyone or anything holding it over you, it's the enemy. It's the evil one. Trying to put guilt and shame. Those are not things of our Lord and Savior. I, I don't find guilt and shame anywhere in the fruits of the Spirit. If someone has a different translation, please let me know <laughs> if you find those there. Not, but I have to question the authenticity. Right? Yes. Yes. But it's a way to examine, right? And and I love that because it's also in verse 21, right? He asks this, this question, and, and I know I've asked this question of you, right? And things that you have done, right? Or in our discussions. Mm. Oh, you want to say it, Layla? Hmm? You could say it. <laughs> there was that, that, oh, yeah. A little sigh. What's the question? Dad always asks us, it's either why very pointedly when we are having a discussion whether it's about something that we did do or didn't do and anytime we try to tell some liars pass off phony baloney he goes nope that's not the truth so why did you do it like get down to the root of it the but, root of but it but then i also ask what was the result or paul phrases it in this way and this is what i mean by what is the result what fruit did you have then, in the things which you're now ashamed. Now, I don't ask the full thing, right? What was the fruit of the actions of the thing you did? Well, clearly it wasn't good if we were having such a discussion as that, for the most part. No, but we do also have discussions where, where it's positive, right? Yes. We're like, oh, so what were the things that led to this fruit, right? What are the things you did, you applied in your life? It's not just pointing out the flaws. It's addressing the good things as well, Right? That's how we learn. Yes, yes. We cover both, though, because it's all a learning opportunity in both the good things and the things that didn't go well. Yes? Yes. Okay. So what is the fruit? Is it good fruit? Is it pleasing to the Lord? Will he be honored and glorified by it? And Which then goes back to our actions, and are we listening to the Lord and, right, and being obedient to what he's Sent, telling us and putting on our heart or are we reaping to our flesh and is the fruit I'll say rotten and respective reflective of sowing to the flesh yeah I, I um I had a few things well please share brother um I think <clears throat> I don't want to say it's kind of like between the lines here I think uh, there's a component that Paul had an expectation of a basis of knowledge and or was hoping that you would pick up on a few things. Mm -hmm. um, first off, um, we're all slaves, whether we realize it or not. So we're either a slave of Christ or we're slaves to the flesh, the world, and Satan. There is no in-between. There is no – so maybe you haven't processed that. 
if you want to believe other than that of yourself, but I think you could easily take that from this to know that, that you're slaves, period. So you get to choose who you want to be a slave to. Um, if I am a slave, and if I am a slave of Christ, am I behaving like a slave? So, um, you know, John, that uh, comes up quite often when we're talking. I know you talk to the kids. We just talk about it all the time. You know, I'm only doing what the Father is saying or the Holy Spirit is saying and only, you know, doing what, what he's he telling me to, to say, do. Right? <clears throat> do what he says to do. Yeah, and, that, of course, Christ emulated that perfectly. So I have to ask myself that. I had a, a challenge with an employee after we had a little meeting. Um, I started thinking about, you know, he needs to get this. He needs to get this. He needs to get this. And the Holy Spirit prompted me and said, are you deciding that? Or are you listening to me? <laughs> ah, God, what do you say? Changes and he hasn't given me an answer game. yet. Yeah. But it completely changes that. And so I think all of us fall victim to that. We have to be really careful. We have to remember who we are a slave to. A slave doesn't make the decisions of his own. Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean slaves don't get entrusted to a point where they do that. But it always comes back to what am I listening to and what am I being obedient to? And it, it must be the guidance of the Holy Spirit as a slave would submit himself. They don't question, do as you're told to do and as you're led to do, and that's what your responsibility is. And then um, the final thing in that, which I think is really interesting, of course, it goes along with a lot of the paradoxes that Christ you would share, right? You know, the meek shall inherit the earth or the mm-hmm. poor in spirit or what, all these things that, right, you know, to be the greatest Leader, you must be the servant, right? Of to all, all yes. <clears throat> right. So, um, but interesting, slavery in Christ is freedom. It's slavery to the world, the flesh, and the devil that is bondage. Because as we grow in understanding and our ability to properly discern what the Holy Spirit is directing us to do, there's actually a level of accountability that's removed. And there's a level of responsibility that's removed because we're not responsible for the outcomes anymore. Absolutely. So there's a huge amount of freedom in slavery as long as it's to the right master, which is Christ. Right. And in the world, I love that point, brother. That's a, in the world, you are responsible. You have to go out and get everything and snatch and grab and try to hoard and take, right, and, and build up for yourself. Where in Christ, ask whatever you wish. Right? In, in accordance and in alignment with his will. Okay. Well, then it's easy. Then I just have to ask. Yeah, and even if he says no, we know he's a good master. So there's so, a reason for it. Yeah. And guess what? If we want to know, because that's, that's also, right? David asked this multiple times throughout the Psalms, teach me your thoughts and your ways. Right? Paul says it. We have the mind of Christ. Okay. Well, Lord, I want to understand. Right? So, so then guess what? Just ask the question. Lord, help me to understand. How, do, how or why can I have that, right? And I'm not saying, I'm not saying maliciously or, or trying to manipulate the Lord because you cannot. <laughs> right? But a genuine, like, childlike why? Right. I just want to understand, right? Do we not see that for, for my children here? Do you not experience that in your own life? Yes. yes. If you want to know something, just ask why. And do you not typically get a, a master class at life, <laughs> right, explanation? Yes. And it's not just a, well, here's the surface thing, but here's all the, the deeper, not maybe not all, but in a way that you can understand at the age and the maturity level that you're at, right? Now you can understand why. 
And it's not just the surfacing, it's all these deeper things and how it impacts you in multiple areas of your life and and beyond, right? And, and every age. And okay, why? Because it matters. And if I'm not teaching you, right? And I'd say me teaching you, but it's as the Holy Spirit or as the Father is giving me through his Holy Spirit, then how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to understand? And then how are you able to teach your children? But I have to first hear and know and learn and understand those things from the Father himself so I can teach you. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. I'm not saying I know everything. Uh, right? I think we've established that well on this podcast, right? We're all learning. We're all growing together. We've not arrived yet. We've not attained perfection. But we should be moving towards that, being conformed to the image of Christ. Yes? Yes. Okay. So, what else? What else is, does anyone have that they want to share? Do you have something, Layla? I, I was thinking about it, but I got to go back and find it really quickly. Let's see. Okay. Anyone else have anything else they want to comment on? No, not right now. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, Layla. We won't put any pressure. We'll let you bring it up on the next podcast. Oh, All right? Okay. All right. So with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer? We'll, we'll pause there for today and let the, let. Holy Spirit minister to you and um, and of course if you have any questions don't hesitate to, to reach out and you can email us at adayofprayer at yahoo.com and or contact us through our website adayofprayer.org with you know any questions you have any comments any praise reports anything that you would like to share with us we'd love to connect with you we'd love to to build those relationships alright okay alright so who'd like to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, I just thank you for how you are every day to us, Lord, and that you do not change, Lord, and that you give us a way of escape in every temptation, Lord, and that we are not tempted, Lord, so that way we can overcome every temptation, Lord, and it's not where we have to hold a knife to our bellies, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for how you work out everything to how you want it, Lord, so that way we don't have to try to go around trying to make it just right, Lord, but that you have a plan for everything in our lives, Lord, and that you're a master of our destiny, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.